0: Blitz Period is a production of BNM Media and brought to you by Sooners360.com. Make sure to go follow Jalen at Sooners Sports Daily on Instagram and at underscore Jalen Ross on Twitter. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Blitz Period. Jalen Ross here, and uh, we're back after a two week. I'm not going to call it a break because I didn't mean for it to be two weeks, but, um, we're back after a two week, I guess, window of not uploading an episode. Now, again, I say this a lot. It is, it's hard to get things going during the summer because of the fact that it is a one man band. And, um, you know, I'm trying my best to be uh, 10 times better about that. Now, during the season, it'll be way better, be way more consistent. There's a lot more to talk about. There's a lot more interesting stuff going on. So uh, it'll be pretty easy to, to get back on track there. But I'm going to try my best during the summer. Like I said, just a lot going on outside of this stuff that makes it hard to get behind the mic and get things going. So uh, all of that aside, because you might think it's an excuse, let's just go ahead and dive into it. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the, that turnip seed news that broke last week. Um, The big 12 media day is coming up next week. And uh, the big 12 also released their preseason poll today, which Oklahoma finished where better than I thought they would. And then, um, it's kind of some fun stuff at the end. I might talk a little bit about some things I'd like to see in the new EA football, uh, EA college football game. Um, now you old heads might turn it off at that point. Cause y'all don't really care about that, but, uh, it's just some stuff that I was kind of thinking about that would be, be pretty cool to add into it. So, uh, first off the fat turnip seed stuff. Now, um, last week that turnip seed, the executive director of football administration, A.K.A. Brett Venables' right-hand man, uh, resigned, and now that's how it was put. It very well could have been a situation of a resignation, a firing, yeah. a mutual parting of ways, whatever you want to call it. Regardless, that term he's not in Oklahoma anymore. Now, uh, the question has been why, and I think the popular answer right now is that. He just did really mesh well with a lot of people within the walls. Now, that's not saying that like him and Brett Venables used to fight every day. It's just maybe some other people on staff that didn't really. Because we, we've said this before that turnip seed has that, has more of a cutthroat attitude and a sense of he's going to say what he wants to say. And I don't think some staff members like that. I don't think some staff members can deal with that. And then you got to take into account that he's a guy who hasn't been here. And we're talking about. You just went through an entire shift of a staff change, and I'm not just talking about a head coach. We're talking head coach, position coaches, support staff, uh, uh, um, some admin um, our football administration, at least. I mean, you. there was so much change in this program outside of the head coach that when you bring in somebody new and he's saying, hey, this is how we're going to do things, and you're talking about people who've been here longer than that person, they're not always going to agree on that. They're not always going to see eye to eye on things. Like, I know some people were mad at Joe Castiglione for this. One, I don't think Joe Castiglione made the call. I don't, I've don't. i never known him to ever do something like that. Two, this was a great point somebody brought up. I think it was George Stoya. Shout out to George, who's also a friend of the show. He said, if Brent really wanted to like, really had that feeling of, we absolutely need to keep him here. And Joe Castiglione was the one who made this call. Coach Venables would have went to the, to the, to the, Wherever you want to call it, and said, Hey, maybe let's not do that. Maybe let's let's keep him around. Let's hear him out on whatever he's saying. Let's let's keep the maybe he would have done something like that. Now, again, that's just a hypothetical thing because there are people that think that Joe Castiglione is the one who made the decision. I don't think that's the case at all. Or I'm sorry, it's not the case at all. Like seriously. But uh, yeah, I mean, you, you're talking about someone who came in from Clemson, who came in from Bama, who's been around a winning program. And I think that's what got us all so juiced about it. Like, here's the thing at the end of the day. Yes, it sucks that he's leaving. But here's the thing. The guy did what he needed to get done. He wanted to raise money for this facility. His m- number one priority was getting that one hundred seventy-five million dollar facility built. This facility is about to be the best in the country. Okay, like bias aside, we're talking about if there's Georgia, not Georgia. I'm sorry, Florida and Auburn both just opened new facilities. I think Florida's was eighty million, Auburn's was ninety million, and then Clemson. Clemson's facility that Turnip Seed also put together a few years back. I don't remember how much it costed, but Oklahoma's price is three times the amount of what Clemson paid for theirs. And if you've seen Clemson's facility, it's in my opinion, it's, it's my personal favorite in college football. And it's and this facility is shaping out to be better than that. And based off that little video that got put out last week, which is not the final rendering, but if it's anywhere close to that, which it is from what I've heard, then yeah, it's by far the best in college football. So Yes, the show is going to go on. Like, they're not going to not build it. They're not going to not start construction just because that turnip seed's not there. It's still going to happen. Now, yeah, turnip seed's resignation is immediate. He's gone already. But they're not going to stop that. They're not going to not do it because, and I'm sure somebody's going to ask Brett Venables about it next week at Big 12 Media Days. But, and Brett's probably going to say the same thing. He's just going to say, well, you know, there were some things internally that we felt like, You know, we both 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 parties felt like they needed to move on because here's the other thing, too. We've talked so much about Oklahoma and their compliance department and all these different things that they've got that are not quote unquote SEC ready. And that term is a guy who has been in the SEC, who, who was, was, was one of the hands behind Nick Saban resurrecting Alabama and then also helped Clemson get to where they are. He wasn't obviously like the biggest one. I mean, obviously Nick Saban and Davo Sweeney were, but he played a part in it. He played a role in it. He played a role in getting people excited about football for those two teams. When you look at Oklahoma, we're talking about a team who, yeah, again, we've said they're not SEC ready in a lot of areas. Turnipseed seed was supposed to come in and take care of that. And when you have to, like I said, it's not going to be easy to tell people that have been in the same spot for years that what they're used to. It's not going to be easy to tell them we ain't doing it like this no more. And they're going to say, well, no, this is how we do it. Turnipseed seed can just say, hey, I know what I'm doing. I've helped teams win championships. I've helped teams get to the mountaintop. If you want me to help you help you, I'm sorry, that's not the quote. If you want me to help me help you, then hear me out. And there may be some people that push back. Maybe it was Regents. Maybe it was, uh, it was you know, people in the administration. Maybe it was, uh, you, I don't know. Just the, the whole situation, Kerry Murdoch of Center's Group decided, uh, let me Words are hard, guys. Let me say that all over again. Kerry Murdoch of Soonerscoop.com put it like this. He said it it was more of like an oil and water situation. Now, if you know anything, you know oil and water don't mix together. So that kind of puts it into perspective for you. Now, again, that's not saying that like Turnipseed got ran out of town. Maybe he just felt like my personal feeling is that he just felt like. It was time to go guy. He had six months left on his contract. Now, whether or not he was going to get extended, we don't know. But again, he got the things done that he needed to get done, which was getting this facility in motion. That's the number one thing he's been banging the, banging the walls about since he got hired was having the best facility in college football. That's what him and Brent Venables were planning for. And he got it done. So, at the end of the day, I mean, I don't really know what else you you kind of needed done from him. I mean, and not even just that. He got things done in the Switzer Center that he wanted. He wanted the dining hall. He wanted uh, a, a recovery area. He got both of those things done. I'm pretty sure they added more offices into the... I know they changed a lot of things in there based off of how different it looks. But, yeah, I mean, the guy, he, got, he did his job. So, um, again, all you... It, it, yeah it sucks that he's not around anymore and I know people do flip out about it because of the experience that Turnip Seed has and they think that well that that automatically that, um, that automatically I guess means that they're not really really prepared to go to the SEC because you just got rid of this guy but at the end of the day it all falls on Brent Vimbles. it falls on the players that's who determines whether you're sec ready or not because when you get on that field when you get in between those lines on saturday night that's where it matters so and, and the other stuff does matter but at the end of the day it's about what you put on that scoreboard so we're not going to act like this this move is just going to completely deteriorate oklahoma going into the sec and they're going to go three and nine next year that's not going to happen if it does then so help me god uh, things will not end well but uh All that aside, now, as far as like who's going to take over in that spot, I don't know. Like, I'm pretty sure I would bet someone like a Woody Glass who, if you don't know who Woody Glad is, uh, if you don't know who Woody Glass is, he is... um, he's the special assistant to coach Venables. He's Brent Venables, best friend. Brent um, has been that way for years. And that's kind of usually what's in, who's in that position. Like Clark Stroud was really close with Bob Stoops. He stuck around through Lincoln Riley's uh, era. Uh, I'm sorry. Hold on. He was here when Bob Stoops was here. I don't think he held that title. When Stoops was here. I could be wrong, but I know he was on staff. Um, and then Maddie McMillan was Stoops's guy as well. So, Typically, it ends up being that guy. So Woody Glass might end up being the guy that takes over. Um, But uh, moving on to the next subject now, as I mentioned earlier, Big 12 Media Day is coming up. Uh, The Big 12 released its media poll today, and Oklahoma is at number three in the poll with 758 votes. Now, who's number one? Texas is number one. Kansas State is number two. Now, here's the thing. Texas at number one is interesting it's certainly a choice we deal with this hype every year i don't know what publication it was that put this out the other day uh that said that texas was one of the eight teams that had a shot at winning a national championship look i've said i think texas is going to be okay this year and if they aren't then question remains to be seen if steve sarkisian makes it to the sec but Texas should have a solid team this year They got a really legit quarterback room Quinn Ewers should turn it up a notch this year They're going to have a good offense Plain and simple I don't know who their running backs going to be Because John Robinson's gone I I don't really care about Texas that much To really pay attention to it Um, I know that uh, Their defense is I guess it's going to be okay I mean they've got to go up to Tuscaloosa Just early in the season So That's going to tell you a lot about how they match up there. But uh, this is just your usual preseason Texas hype. Like, I really don't think it's going to end up like this. It's not. Kansas State, uh, thank the Lord, Oklahoma does not have to see Kansas State this year. They would have to go to Manhattan for that, and we all know how that goes. That's just been awful recently. Uh, But Kansas State should be solid this year. I really like Will Howard, their quarterback. I think he's going to have a really solid year. Texas Tech is number 4 behind Oklahoma. When, once Oklahoma and Texas leaves, I think Texas Tech is really going to have a legit shot to, to I don't want to say run this conference. Well, who am I kidding? I mean, them and Kansas State, they might end up running the conference. OSU, who cares? Uh, yeah, Texas Tech is going to have a really good program in the future. I mean, Joe McGuire is going to do some great things there um, once these two powerhouses leave. TCU at number five. That's interesting after the year that TCU just had but I I, I I still feel like that's just nothing more than like a Cinderella story I mean it was a great story too like I'm not hating on TCU they were really they were good like they were really freaking good last year we know that for sure that game still makes me sick but and it's still astonishing if they made it to the national championship but Chandler Moore should be their starting quarterback this year a uh, guy I like a lot. But I'm pretty sure they lost a lot as well. I mean, they lost Quentin Johnson. They lost uh, uh, Travius Hodges, Tomlinson. I think he went to the draft, if I'm not mistaken. So, though, yeah, he, he did go to the draft. So, uh, TCU lost a lot. So, I, I really don't expect them to be... I mean, they're definitely not going to be, be a playoff team. Like, that's there's nothing to worry about there. But um, they should be... They should definitely be... One of the best teams in the league this year. Baylor. Baylor's at number six. Um, I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, I don't think they're going to really be anything crazy this year. Oklahoma State at number seven. Of course, that's accurate. I mean, I don't know. Alan Bowman, uh, the the transfer quarterback they picked up, he's, he's pretty nice. But he has bounced around. So I don't think... Like Oklahoma State's not going to finish at the top this year. I think seven's fair. Yeah, seven's definitely fair. UCF at eight. I don't know about that. I think UCF's going to be really good this year, at least in the Big Twelve. I think they're going to have a really nice year. Uh, Kansas at number nine. That's fair. Kansas had their little moment last year. Now I say that Kansas is going to win some ball games this year. I think Jay- or Jalen Daniels is back, so. They're going to have a really nice team this year. I think that might be a little underwhelming. Iowa State at number 10. Yeah, that's accurate. They're not going to be good this year. Uh, BYU at 11. Sure. Houston at 12. Yeah. I mean, Houston was a solid team a, a year ago. But... How many... Wait, Let me see. I think... Maybe I'm thinking about two years ago, whatever year it was that they beat Auburn in that bowl game. I think that was 2021, but Auburn sucked that year. So that's not really saying much, but uh, they've lost. They lost a few. They lost a few pieces on defense. Dana Holgerson coming back to the Big 12, by the way, that's pretty freaking cool. Like some of my favorite memories of Big 12 football when I was younger is. Uh, Dana Holgerson losing his mind on the sidelines and seeing his hair just flowing in every every which way. Uh, but yeah, T- TCU. Houston went 8-5 and five a year ago. You know what? I don't know. I think 12 might be a little underwhelming for them. I think they can be okay. I mean, now whoever takes over at quarterback for them is certainly going to be interesting. But I know they've got uh, Lucas Coley from Arkansas, Latrell McCutcheon's McCutcheon's over there now, our favorite, Uh, and they got to play Texas this year. So, you know, Xavier Worthy is raising his eyebrows, but um, let's check out their schedule, actually, see how this is, because I feel like 12 might be a little bit, might be a little bit insane. They've got UTSA, Rice, got to go, or got TCU, Sam Houston. Yeah, that's at Tech versus West Virginia, Texas, Kansas State. That's a loss for sure. Baylor, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State, UCF. I don't know. I mean, I see like maybe six wins out of that schedule. So, yeah, maybe that is accurate. Uh, Cincinnati at 13. That's pretty fair. I mean, they're not going to be the same Cincinnati with Luke Fickle gone. Uh, they've got Emory Jones at quarterback, the Florida transfer, or did I think he came from another school after Florida? Right? I don't know. I can't remember. Scott Satterfield at Cincinnati, their new head coach. I mean, that's. I don't think a lot of people liked him at Louisville. So, yeah, I could see that not really going well. Then West Virginia dead last at 14? That's accurate. West Virginia's not going to be that good this year. Um, <laughs> they weren't even all that last year, which what is what makes that loss even more crazy. Because I think a lot of people thought that Neil Brown wasn't going to make it to the end of the year, including myself. And uh, yeah, so... <laughs> that's that but i think i think number three is fair for oklahoma i mean look we'll say this all all the time this is really the year for oklahoma now again here's the thing like i don't think if this year doesn't go well whichever you want to spin that maybe you you go eight and four you go you know lord forbid you go six and six again you go seven and five whatever if this year doesn't go well Revenable's not getting fired unless they lose like unless they win like three games, sure. But Brevetable's job is not going to be in jeopardy. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna hang on to him. As much as the fans are gonna, you know, lose their minds if something doesn't go right this year, he's going to maintain his job for another year, at the very least. But this year's the year. I mean, again, I I've said this, there's no reason you shouldn't win 10 games this year. You've got a pretty pretty freaking easy schedule i mean you've got arkansas state smu cincinnati to start tulsa actually too that's that's three wins right there well i say that smu i don't know what smu might do Preston stones not a bad quarterback uh that game's in dallas shapes out to be a game you shouldn't lose which means you lose and that's they have a game like that every year but Your schedule's not bad this year. Again, you don't have Baylor. You don't have Tech. You don't have Kansas State to worry about. You've got the better end of the bargain. You've got West Virginia. You've got Cincinnati. You've got BYU. You've got Houston. You've got UCF. You've got... Oh, wait. Hold on. You don't have Houston. I'm sorry. I blinked. Houston's not on the schedule this year. Don't listen to me. Um, You've got... I mean, listen. You've got Oklahoma State. Like... Point-blank period, again, I'll, I'll ride the 10-2 and two train all day. I think this team should win 10 games this year. And if they do, it's a step in the right direction. A lot of guys, defensively, should be massive improvement. Like, I'm not going to go into a whole little spiel about why this team should be better this year. I've already done that, and I'll do that as the summer goes on. But, again, I I, I really think there's no reason... That you shouldn't shape out to have a really solid year this year. So, uh, all that aside, number three is pretty fair, and I at number one. That's just it's a little, little bit different. I don't know. If, I don't know about that, but you know, it's not the off season until Texas is uh, is getting some pump. But uh, Big Twelve Media Day is coming up next week. Um, the Sooners are going to be taking Danny Stutzman, Dylan Gabriel, Jonah Ulu, and uh, who was the last player? Ethan Downs, I think maybe was it Ethan Downs? I can't remember. Um, I don't think they posted about it this year, which is interesting because they usually do post who the guys are going to be. Um, there's a lot of quarterbacks going this year. I'm pretty sure every team is bringing their quarterback except for Oklahoma State. Uh, a Drake Stoops. That's also the last one. Um, but Jonah Lulu going is is kind of a, is, is a bit of a is not a shocker, but says a lot because usually you take your leaders to these kind of things. So it uh, says a lot about his leadership and how he's been improving throughout the off season. Uh, and of course, Brett Venables is going to speak. So as far as like what we could expect BV to talk about, I think he gets asked about, you know, maybe this defense talks about the direction of the program being this to last year in the, uh, being the last year in the big 12. Uh, maybe he gets a turnip seed question. I don't know. A facilities question or something like that, but uh shouldn't be no shouldn't be any uh uh breaking news of teams realigning conferences in the middle of of this and you know teams like colorado coming to the big 12 or something like should that shouldn't be the case at all but we'll see never never underestimate college football but yeah it should be interesting to watch this next week i will do my best with coverage because i already know for sure that i will be uh i'll be out those two days at those two times. So hopefully nothing crazy happens that like I need to get on and we all need to get on, but uh, that should not be the case at all. But um, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, I'm not going to get into the EA college football stuff because I'm actually going to put that over on the website instead. So if you are not familiar with it, the website is SportsDaily.com. sports Now, if you go to it, it is going to look a little crazy because we're still kind of working through some stuff on, um, how we want to build it and what's the vision for the, for the, the website and all that. And then uh not a lot of content as well, but we're ramping that. We're going to ramp that up uh as well. So I'm going to put this over on the website. My initial thinking is to drop it on Sunday because Sunday is the 10 year anniversary of when NCAA 14 came out. So kind of a, cute little way to honor that, right? But uh that's my thinking for now. So it should be ready then. If you want to see that wish list, make sure you are tapped into the website, soonersportsdaily.com. Um I'm not gonna post it on Instagram, but I will post like some little tidbits from it. So you will actually go and click it and um, yeah that should be good so uh, thank you guys once again for tuning in make sure you share the episode follow on Instagram at the Blitz period and Jalen and Ross follow on Twitter at the Blitz period I got to figure out the Twitter password so I'll get back on there soon but make sure y'all are doing that Uh, like us on Facebook at Jalen Ross yeah we're on Facebook for the older crowd don't make fun of it and uh, that's about it so I'll see you guys when I see you and appreciate you for tuning in once again share it do all that stuff and peace out Thank you for listening to the Blitz Period with Jalen Ross, presented by BNM Media and Sooners360.com. Make sure to go follow Jalen at Sooner Daily on Instagram and at underscore Jalen Ross on Twitter.